Welcome to the Good Morning Football Podcast. My name is Kay Adams. We've been gone for so long. Kyle Brandt. Hey, Kay. We're back. We've got a very tan Peter Schrager. I know I keep saying that, but it's really something no. special. Tan and refreshed and positive vibes. I've been very, very happy and optimistic since being back. <laughs> what were you before? I was... <laughs> Ready for a vacation. Oh, okay. What's up with Nate Burleson? Nate Burleson. You were on a cruise, <laughs> Nate, which I think is crazy. Yeah. Because I cannot imagine being Nate Burleson, who everybody recognizes, and not having somewhere to escape on a vacation. Yeah, it's been a crazy month. We went on the cruise, went down to Bermuda with the family. We enjoyed it. Three days, stopped in Bermuda, and then came right back to New York, and then came back for a bit. Left again for San Diego, where I went down to meet up with Reggie Bush for his charity weekend. Stars came out, Calvin Johnson, um, friend of the show, Lance Moore, a lot of NFL players. It, Reggie is just the man. I kicked it with Reggie in L.A., and I'm a grown-ass man, and I was shocked how much of a key he had to that city. All right, so let's talk about that. That's interesting. I know. That's, what what I, that's why I want to jump into it. And then I get to San Diego, and I forget that's where he, he's oh, yeah. from. And the same thing. Like, what he would do, he would have events for kids. We'd have auctions during the early evening. But then at night, for all the guys who flew in on their own dime, uh, he would he would show a good time and open the doors up of San Diego. And the nightlife in San Diego, if you haven't been, is wild. Is it? It's like, it's like one concentrated yeah. block. All in one Gas lamp. Area. Gas lamp, yeah. It's active. And all the top spots, we walk in, and literally like 20 deep. But we're walking, and it's Reggie Bush in front, like Michael Jackson with the Jackson 5. And then <laughs> other people that know, yo, Reggie, what's up? Girls, hey, Reggie. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, yo, Reggie, I ain't seen you in 20 years. And they just latch on to the group. And I thought it was hilarious because by the time we got to the it's club. Like the Pied Piper. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, by the time, it was Tito with the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we got to the club. It was like another 10, 15 people, and we're standing outside. It's like me and Roman Harper, and we're like, I, I don't think we're going to get in. Like, how is they going to make room for us? But they did. They just moved stuff around like, yo, it's Reggie. We got we to gotta scramble. Get yeah. everything going. We get in there, and like, OT Genesis is in there. I'm in love with the coke. You're kidding. Phil Collins Genesis? OT Genesis. It was Damn. a concert and Reggie's just up there chilling people going crazy they were looking at the guy performing OT Genesis as much as they were looking at Reggie and he did that three nights in a row like it made me I believe it. like miss hanging out with Reggie and being on the west coast but it was fun and then we came back and then I went to Arizona and packed up my house because I'm officially gonna move to Jersey oh, and become snap. a resident of the east coast mm-hmm. son what up though you're buying a house I'm buying Maybe. a house. We're looking right now. Yeah, Whoa. we're putting putting our house on the market, and we already found one in Jersey. So uh, hopefully we'll get it, and then we'll start the process of moving into that home next year right before little Nate, who's in the eighth grade, starts high school. I love that. That does not surprise me either. I'm, I'm sorry to double back with Reggie Bush. Yeah. But they, they, San Diego hasn't had a ton of, of superstars. Like, right. they, there's the list David of Wells. Yeah, right. I mean, Tony Gwynn. And, like, right. Reggie Bush wore 619 on his eye blacks when he was at USC. He put on for the city. He put this the San Diego area code. And, like, I, I'll just as a college football player, he's in my all-time starting lineup. He's my running back. Yeah. All-time Number five is the RB1. and it's a, He was a legend. does not surprise me to hear they react like that. He's a like legend, and they love Reg. There was like millionaires and billionaires and people Reggie that just Bush had so much man, money just supporting Reggie and his causes. And Reggie got some stories. You know, this is for another time, another podcast. But playing with Reggie when I was with the Detroit Lions on special teams periods where me and him as OGs and starters on offense weren't in that – specific part of practice we'd sit back on the sideline 
gather around and we do some real deal campfire football. Okay. And he has amazing stories because before he even became a professional athlete, he was a straight up rock star. Uh-huh. So his stories are tremendous. Uh, you talked to Calvin Johnson. Is he coming back to football or what? He looks good. He looks in shape. I did talk to CJ about the conversations he had overseas. Remember we did stuff on the in show? Italy. And he was in Italy. He was out there. He's doing something with branding and clothing, really trying to get involved with what they do with football, American football overseas, and how they market their jerseys because they don't have like – a Nike or Under Armour or a specific brand that runs it. So Calvin wants to go in hands-on. He wants to do real estate out there, which tells you what type of money he has. So everybody's wondering. Italian Calvin real estate. The money. <laughs> Lake he Como. Eat, yeah, he doesn't eat the money. Buy a timeshare. But wow. I'm asking him questions. I'm like, so how did it all go down with Detroit? And he's like, well, you know, for me, when the conversation started and I was considering retirement, that's when there wasn't a hesitation from the organization to ask back um, part of the money, I think it was you know around three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, and Calvin, in so many words, and he he thought it's kind of petty, and he didn't use those words. But as I'm listening to him, I'm thinking that's exactly what he's thinking. Like it's petty for you to ask me to give you three hundred thousand dollars when I, I laid my life on the line. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm walking away with broken bones, torn ligaments, injuries that will follow me the rest of my career, and I did it for this organization that never had a chance to win the Super Bowl. So I think that's when he kind of checked out. Not checked out from being a Detroit Lion because he will be there forever. He's always going to be a living legend that wore the Detroit Lions uniform. I think he checked out within that relationship that he had from player to front office. And you know how quickly it goes from we're family to this is business. We've seen it happen. We saw it with Roma last year. Like, oh, we're family. We love you. We'll do whatever it takes to make you happy to it's business. And we need our money back. Well, he's 30 years old. He still look good. So do you think he could play still? Oh, 100%. Calvin could walk on the field right now and give a team 1,200 yards. But he looks so comfortable. (laughs) so crazy. Why doesn't he do that? Why doesn't he join the the, the Packers or somebody, like just someone who's like ready. The Patriots? Go go win a Super Bowl. And do what Randy Moss did with the Patriots? Why don't they go win a Super Bowl? He could put up 20 20 touchdowns with the Patriots. (laughs) And I mentioned that in an article right after retired. I was like, ah, Calvin, enjoy your time off, smoke a cigar, and come back and play for the Pats. People hated me for that, especially the Lions fans. But – he looks so comfortable. You know, we oftentimes see retired players, newly retired players, and we all notice the same thing. It's like a look in their eyes, mm-hmm. and it's it's complete complacency wherever they're at. And I'm talking to Calvin. I'm sizing him up, and he looks at me. He's like, man, it looks like you got bigger, which I have. I gained a little weight, and I've been lifting. And I'm like, yeah, but it looks like you got skinnier because mm-hmm. Calvin was always like Megatron amongst the men. And he's like, yeah, but I'm good. I'm chilling. And that's where he's at. He's chilling. He doesn't need football. And as much as we, like, praised Calvin, and we wanted him to be the savior of the Detroit Lions, he never needed football. He was just so good at it that he played it because he wanted to give the gift Mm -hmm. of playing football to the fans. That's amazing. You went to Napa. You were not with Reggie Bush kicking it in San Diego. So you remember when we were talking about Nate uh, going on a cruise and how that must be awkward because people – you can't go anywhere, so everyone mobs you. Yeah, the exact opposite with me when I went to San Francisco. Uh, That sounds lovely. Complete privacy. No interactions with anybody except for my wife. We had a blast, but – I went on, this is the first time I've been up to the wine country in California. We had some pretty amazing days of going to these wineries and they bring you in and they tell you about 
this barrel here has been this wine's been there for since 2012 and then it ages for two years and we bring it to this next thing is blah 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 you, it's you and Erica and one person telling you this or you in like yeah. a group tour where no, it's like audio we, put on the headphones I've never been <laughs> those exist most okay. people do those you get on a bus with about six other strangers and they take you to 13 wineries and you've got a tour guide I found and got hooked up with some uh, private tours where it was just us being walked around some of the better vineyards and it was incredible, but you know all the stuff about the knowledge of the wine. I don't know anything about that, and I was interested to a point. But you wait, you wait, you wait, and at the end, they just have about five wine glasses. Like this is our 2007 vintage. This is our 2009. It sounds corny as hell, but you start tasting it. You taste differences in the different. Do wines. you really? You can easily see because I always rub, rub my nose at that. I'm like, yes. are you kidding? You wine snob. Like I have a friend who ordered like a glass of white and one said, mm, I don't like this. Bring it back. And I was like, are you kidding? I would be mortified. Mortified. But he's yeah. like, he's like, no, it's it's not the kind I like. I like it where it's woodier. I'm like, oh, I'm like <laughs> cre- uh, cringing. You're talking about this. Could take one sip and Go. be like, I taste a little lemon. And is that pencil shavings? Like they, they I thought it was crazy movie. flavors. Pencil They'll say it's, it tastes like wet. Concrete, sawdust with a little bubble gum. They'll tell you ridiculous crap like that. I'm not even kidding. It's in the write-ups, too. Not, you're, you're absolutely right. I've seen this in New York City, and it drives me insane. But now, all right, so I went to this one called, I'm gonna, I guess I'm giving them a pub. They don't need my pub. A place called Bond Estate. It's the Bond Estate. And uh, the guy behind it, oh, his name is Bill Harlan, and he's like the next Robert Mondavi, who is the, the famous That I've heard of, yeah. Guys. yeah. So this guy's like the next coming. And basically... He bought this estate and was like, I want to have the greatest wines. In the world. And like, when they first pick the grapes, it takes another five years until it actually gets put in a bottle. Because they have all these different rooms where it's like, it has to sit in this, this barrel for this a year. Oak barrel, this oak barrel. This maple barrel. Exactly. And, they can't, and, it's also, and the bottle can't be open, all this stuff. So that is amazing. Just an insane, insane niche or hobby that I had no idea about. But I can see now if you're a collector of baseball cards or if you're a collector of stamps, like it's that for the rich. But Or diamonds. Are you trying to prepare is, right? us for the next time we all have dinner right. together and you're going to be the snob? I will be the snob. Are you going to be like, hey, really? That doesn't really go with You don't state. want to drink that. Diamonds, you want a red cars, of a like white, purses, babe. whatever it is, right? Exactly. So, I'm, I mean, to me personally, I, this is it has to be a money hole because these things, these estates cost you know, billions of dollars and they sell maybe six cases of wine a year i'm like there's no way you make money on this but it is so beautiful it is so strange and this town it's called yachtville which is like 20 miles north of napa and it's uh you know an hour out of san francisco it is like pleasantville there is no cars like it's just french laundry here which is like the finest restaurant then this amazing italian place like that is paradise did you go to french laundry i did not go to french laundry good for you we didn't go either didn't go. No, it's, it's, it's the number one. About it, yeah. Thomas Keller's the number yeah. one restaurant in the country every year. You're in a three Michelin stars, but <laughs> I, I considered it like it would have been a nice occasion, but it's also, I don't need that. You know what I mean? I yeah, French that. Laundry, it, it, there's like a farm across the street, across the road from the, from the restaurant, and the chickens that you hear, like, you know, pecking around, you will eat them that night. Like that chicken that you hear that's picking up the seeds, they'll kill it and put it on your plate. It is that fresh, and it is so expensive, and it is the ultimate in uh, Northern California luxury. Oh, I like but we didn't hit it either. Go. No, we didn't go. No, we didn't go either. You didn't so, go. Did you get sick of wine at all during this trip? Tell me the truth. We like, only did is there like, fatigue? Yeah, so we have friends. My friend Eric and Rachel, they did this like a couple months ago, and they were like, we went with another couple, and it's enough. After two wine, like, we're good. Like, you've seen that you're doing the same thing. I can see that. You know, we only did three wine tours. They were all unbelievable and special in their own way, like different and whatever, and I got drunk at each one. So it was, it <laughs> so was, it was cool. Do it you know, cool. did you learn the five S's? 
Do you know the five S's? No, what are they? Oh, that's entry level wine. I've, I've heard like, this from you before. Okay. Tell us. Shake, sip, swirl. Oh, swirl. Swirl, sip. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Swirl, <laughs> sniff, sip, savor, and then swallow. That's it. Those so are like, the five S's. It's like dodge, I wonder duck, if it's one dip, of those dive, things dive. that yeah. changed you, but it's not a good thing. Like, I almost like the ignorance is bliss of wine yeah, because yeah. I don't know a bad wine. So it's like, give me whatever you got. Yeah. You got box wine, I'll take it. And now I feel like you've you've gotten to, went into a realm that you it's never a, it's were a sick in before. Realm. So now you're like, oh. So you're saying it's like good sex. Once you had it, you can have bad sex? Is that uh, what it is? That's okay. exactly it is. what All I was right. saying. That's another okay. S. Thanks for finishing my sentence. Let me ask you this. So, like, you were there. And you were able to sit at tables and drink the wine. Did you go behind the scenes and see? Because yeah. there's different types how, of tours, right? They show the you how they make it. it. You go like yeah. in the we actual the, like basements yes, in the. And it's two. It's twenty degrees, you know, underneath, and there's just giant oak barrels, and they have to import that in from Italy. And right. so there's another one I went to called uh, Rudd. Rudd Estates. You might have heard of it. It's a. It's a Paul nice Rudd owns it. Like a yeah, Paul Rudd. He does it all, people. <laughs> it's actually the guy who <laughs> the owns Ant Man. The guy who owns Dean and Deluca. <laughs> Ant Man wine. Right. Oh, Dean, Dean and Deluca. Sure. So that guy yeah, sells Dean and Deluca, and he also owns. He's a Kansas City guy. He owns a lot of stuff, and he owns this Rudd Estate. And we went in there, and we were going there, like, oh well, that's Samantha's, you know, favorite wine. I'm like, who's Samantha? It's the daughter of Mr. Rudd or whatever, or Mr. Whoever. I'm like, okay, great. Like, this is the personal family. So like. Their personal collection, this is a 1973 Mondavi, like that's worth literally $100,000. Like when it's, a nice de- when it's a nice event, they'll bring it out, a Christmas party for the staff, they'll open one of those bottles, like one of those giant magnums, what? you know. But they have their personal what? collections too. It's very intimate. It's, it's Was it romantic? Crazy deal. The tours. You could get swept because the visual, you're overlooking these, it's unbelievable, okay. the visual. So yeah, if you want to get like, like, oh my God. Because people do that for honeymoons and stuff. Yeah. It was obviously it's like a perfect couple's trip. Yeah, it's yeah. a great couple's trip. It's a great trip for. It was hammer the whole time. But it's also, there were also a lot of bachelorette parties that we saw at uh, this place called Mustards, which is like the restaurant you go on the side of the road. It's like a fun, like, party. Yeah. Like, it's a cool thing. I've never been, I, I was not totally into it when we planned it because I'm like, I don't need that. I'm not a real wine guy. Yeah. But as just a curious person, I think you guys, all three of you guys would love this. So being a Jersey guy, New Yorker. <laughs> yes, yes. And you loved it too, huh? Oftentimes, loved it. To, to find like peace and tranquility, you have to go elsewhere, right? You can't yeah. find that in the country Well, that's jungle. the beauty of it, Nate, because we land at JFK, and we have to wait on Saturday <laughs> night, and we have to wait an hour on the plane before sure. we get to the gate. Then we have to get, we get to the gate, get in. And it's an hour walk. You know how long that JFK walk yeah. is. We finally get to the baggage claim. It's another 40 minutes there. And then we wait 40 minutes for a cab. And then it's pouring rain and 100 degrees in New York City Saturday night. Like the most nasty. And I'm like, New York will beat the crap out of you. Yeah. Like you could feel good. You're on Which, a cl- – it'll eat but you But that's alive. why that trip was euphoric. You're going to buy a vineyard in the next You're right. <laughs> Schrager wines. I'm going to die. I, I, I am. There were moments where you just felt like it's just Mel's were low. Get out. Gotta like, get out. This is it. Escape. Awesome. You know, I'm thinking about a super expensive wine. I went once to a Christmas party held at the offices of a very, 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 very famous and successful Hollywood producer. Can I'm not, not going to say what his so name like is. So, like, super Cooper, wealthy? Who we got? Not, but huge. Like Everybody in this room. Like like wealthy? wealthy? I'm not going to say what it rhymes with. I'll tell you guys off the air. But, like, huge. I can't believe Jerry Bruckheimer introduced you to his house. <laughs> I love when you do that. And it made it, producer director. Um, but no, so we, I knew a friend of his, a friend of his. We got to go into his office, and he goes, you guys, you guys like wine? And we're like, yeah, sure. sure. He brings out this wine, and this guy is so arrogant and so bragging, he pours us these glasses of wine. And he goes, I want you guys to know, enjoy this wine. We 
we drink it. He's like, hey, it's good. It's like, it's $500. We're like, $500 for the bottle. He goes, no, $500 for the glass. Okay, so $500 oh glass. God. Now, you think that's where the story ends. So what? we drink the wine. We drink the wine. On, 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 on. He goes, you want to really say something? He's got this wine cellar and everything. Gross. He comes out of the cellar. He pours us the wine. And there's some women in the room, too. He goes, um, so we sip it. And he goes, now that one. That one's $1,000. In front of the women he said this? And I go, it's $1,000 a glass. He goes, no, man. $1,000 a sip. <laughs> and I was like, Scott, get out of here. Hey, Scott Rudin, come on. <laughs> Just stop it with, no, it wasn't Scott Rudin. But we left, and it was very creepy. And put it this way. The guys in the room left, and the girls in the room did not. Leave. Okay, right. it the was panty dropper. Right? Yes, it was about ten years ago at this guy's Christmas party. I'll never forget. It. Thousand dollars a sip. Execute game plan. All right, I would crazy. First one out the door. Crazy. That was so awful. what the hell's in this wine, so sir? I'm the dummy. I ask, awful. and I, I'm telling you, like yes. I'm not like some classless like slob, but I don't know crap about this. So I go, all right. If you open the bottle, because the same kind of thing. There's a ten thousand dollar bottle, right? Yeah, it's in there, and they're That's like, great. it's not for sale. Yeah. Um, you have to get on a mailing list, and then if you're on the mailing list, they give you the right to even order it, but usually they sell out right away, and they only will sell this bottle of wine to French Laundry and mm-hmm. to Le Bernardin and Daniel, like all these restaurants. It's not right? a beverages and more? Yeah, Bevmo? You, can't, you cannot <laughs> buy it at Bevmo. Binnies and Illinois. So when I ask this, I go, I go <laughs> yeah. say it's a special occasion. Say it is a Christmas party, and you're a big-time baller boss, and you open the bottle. Right, and you pour four glasses of wine out for this, but you don't finish the bottle. Can you cork? Can you recork it? So say you drive it off the lot. Yeah, I said, can you recork it and put it back in the fridge? Like, can you? And they looked at me like I just like spit in their <gasps> face. They're like, no. Once it opens, as soon as you can get it out, and you have to drink it right away. Like, <laughs> you don't want it to sit. You don't want it to permit. They were disgusted in you. Disgusted. Who's this guy? Security. Remember that part in the in Sideways where Paul Giamatti looks just funny. He goes, "Are you chewing gum?" And they're sipping <laughs> wine. They're disgusted. Like that disgusted. is an absolutely. Abominable I have to see thing that movie say. again. Is it whole like? It, will I appreciate it now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not Napa Valley. It's more like Santa Barbara, okay. San Inez Valley. But you'll love it. It's all about wine taste. You guys, I love that. Movie. I, I've never seen Thomas Hayden Church. I Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Awesome. Sandra O oh. oh is great. Virginia Madsen, I want to say. Yes, from uh, Grey's, right? Yeah. But no, she was awesome in that movie. She gets pissed. Real I wonder pissed. if I was any part of you like annoyed, not annoyed, but like turned off by the level. It, it wasn't snobby at no, all. No, because they were so gracious to I me. I love that. They were so welcoming. It's because you're paying so much go. money. We, we didn't pay a dime. Holy smokes. This was just, a, we requested and we were taken on a tour until you buy the bottles. That's where they get you. Oh, on wow. the way out, they expect you to. Oh, okay, I got you. You know, hey, come on now. I didn't so, know that's how it works. <laughs> on, I didn't hey. either. I thought you paid an admission fee. Like, all right, here's well, my Most people do. So, but yeah. you're you traveling, so are yeah. you just, you're drinking all day, then you're going back to, to the hotel and drinking those bottles of wine? Yes. This is an amazing trip. And, then, and there's no pressure to do anything, and it's perfect weather. I can't talk enough about this Napa Valley. It's the best. I'm all in. I'll move out to Yachtville tomorrow. I'm, I'm seeing that. Do the show via satellite. Already, you're going to Disneyland. Hammered via satellite. Kyle <laughs> yeah, Peter. Kyle, I, I feel like it's the opposite of Napa. Just a little bit. Yeah. Kyle, tell us about the vacation bit. you've got I want to know about yeah. the teacups. I'm, I'm going to go vodka tasting every single night by myself in the bathroom. I went to, I went to Iceland, and we talked about it a lot on the show, and it was very, just like you said, getting away, right? Yep. Getting away, having some yeah. time to, like... Unwind. You're sort of doing the opposite thing. You're going to the concrete jungle for kids. Yeah, I'm going. It, it's just full Griswold. What I'm doing. I had this, <laughs> this, this sobering moment with my wife Brooke yesterday. We were talking about this trip we're about to go on, and started talking about the itinerary. I'm like, Are we gonna get to relax at all? She goes, No, it's it's not that. <laughs> she just said no. She said, This is not a vacation. This is a trip. 
And I was like, all right, because I could probably use a little R&R, but we're not getting any. Um, listen. Can you go through the itinerary? Yeah. Listen, we're flying from the John F. Kennedy airports uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Good and luck. Just a short flight to LAX, uh, just across the country. <laughs> two kids? Two kids in coach. We're like row 307. <laughs> and uh, we have my daughter, Evelyn, who's a monster child for one year old. I mean, physically, she is. She's very big. We're not buying her a seat. We had this whole debate with my wife, with you Brooke. You can't buy her a seat yet. That's where I came out yeah. because under two they don't need a seat. Right. But Brooke's saying she's not the normal two, one year old. She's yeah. got a 99 percentile, and I'm just like, listen, it's 700 dollars for 700 bucks. I'll hold her, and I always say I'll hold her. I'll walk her up and down the aisle. She goes, you always say that, and after five minutes you hand her back to me, <laughs> and that's it. And so I got to hold her. This is the flight tomorrow. I'm going to be holding our giant one year old for six and a half hours, and oh. then we got the three year old who sometimes has opinions about what he'd like to do that he can't do. Um, the seatbelt sign is his god. We're trying to tell him about the seatbelt sign. Never take your seatbelt off. He disagrees. So we fly to LAX. Then we <laughs> then we take a shuttle, like the Disney <laughs> shuttle, to Orange County. We're getting at 5 p.m. at LAX time. We have to go down the 405 no freeway. At that time. No, not at all. In Southern California, everybody uh, takes trains. Um, we go I have down, such we go anxiety Disney. for you. I have it too. I start. I'm like, breaking down in hives. First, um, you got to go to the, the the LAX baggage claim, which, like JFK, you will wait an hour. So glad you brought that up. We have two car seats, Ho- a TMZ double stroller, the Shutterbugs. Yeah. Yes, they'll be looking for Might me. Well just head over to Oversized Luggage and just wait over there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> awkward bulk items that'll be there with people's skis and golf clubs and our 56 strolls. I feel like we're climbing Everest. We need a Sherpa. And this is before we've even gotten to Disneyland with like 50,000 people on motorized carts. Um, and I like Disney. I do. I, I'm a big Disney fan. I Why? Fa- I found love because we got season passes, which means we can go anytime we wanted. It was 20 minutes away. We was a 20-minute drive But your kids for weren't even old enough to appreciate it. That's what I thought. And Calvin does. When he hit investment. about two and a half, investment. he didn't appreciate it. I will say this. I have one bone to pick with Disney. I plan on picking it when we're there. I don't like how it's all about you see the mascots, you see Daffy or Mickey or whatever, and they don't speak. I have a huge problem with that because we waited in line to see Mickey over an hour and a half, and Calvin was so excited and so excited. And he watches the show constantly, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And you go up to him, and the, I don't like that they wear those big plastic heads and ne- don't speak. They only work in pantomime. Yeah. So Calvin goes up there and walks right up to Mickey. We're like, when you see Mickey, you go up there. Don't put up no brick. Like, get up there and talk to Mickey. He walks right up to Mickey, and he says, hi, my name's Calvin. And Mickey goes like, he just waves. Oh, that's so cute. And he doesn't even have to do this. He's like, hey, Calvin. And I go, I, I say, Calvin goes. sound like, hey, Calvin, that's right, why. Right. We coached him up. Like, say, Calvin, say, what's, what's your name? What's your name? So Calvin says, what's your name? Did and you, you thought that they spoke? No. I, but, like, I assume trying, they did. He, he, he does like the no. fake laugh. And he does the, like, it's so, and I'm watching <laughs> They're like, just so, oh, they're like mascots. They're mascots. And I'm like, game. Mickey, they don't we, talk we watch your goddamn show. You never shut up on the show. He talks through the whole thing. So Calvin, then Calvin says, Mickey's not talking to me. And so he thought Mickey didn't like him. It was this whole thing. I'm like, no, Mickey just that doesn't speak. That just broke speak. my heart, too. So I have a bone to pick with that. The way you get around that is there's real-life characters. Who, like Mary Poppins doesn't have a giant sure. head on. The, all princess. the princesses. The princesses. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't want to see the princesses. That's he true. He wants to see bleeping Mickey. So we'll yeah. have to deal with that. That's the way I have to have a talk about Mickey doesn't talk when you meet him because Mickey's shy. All right, so you go to the park. <laughs> you got some time to relax afterwards, right? Yeah, Peter, but then we're just going right to the beach. No, no, no. Then we're going up to Central California, road trip style. We have a six-hour drive from Anaheim to San Luis Obispo with two car seats in the back to Brooks Family Retreat. I'm trying to have a good attitude about this. Peter, not helping. Brooks Family Retreat. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, it's a Tyler Medea movie. Swirl, yes. sniff, Sw- yeah. sip, savor, release. But yeah. what about a six-hour trip? Six-hour drive in traffic because there's no place. I don't know because that's part of the fun, Peter. We get we bond together <laughs> as a family. That, that Josh Cribbs program. We all stay. Josh, we'll stay in the same floor of the same timeshare, and this is the schedule every single morning. You get up at six thirty in the morning with the kids. You go into a little common room where there's like cereal and like orange juice, and you visit, and everybody yeah. goes How to the pool. How many people is this? 15, 17, 18. All her family? About 10 of them are kids. Then you go to the pool, and then you put the suntan lotion on. But is there on. anyone else non-Brooks family involved in this thing? Not on that floor. No, 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 that. And then, you know, that we have the hot dog lunch, and then the board games, and the naps, over and over and over for a week. Okay. That is what I'm doing, and that is after Disney and after all that. I, got, I, got I thought forests. you were staying at Disney for six nights. No, no, no. That's no. what I thought you no, were no. doing. We're Disney like, one you're day? out of your mind. Two nights, one full day. Yeah, that's all I'm doing at Disney. And then we hit the road for San Luis Obispo. Okay, we, Central got the, Coast. we got the wine. Was it five S's? <laughs> yes. So I got four S's for you. Give them to me. Give them to me. It's a SWAT. <laughs> a shot. Shot. <laughs> Swallow, stumble, sleep. If you can do that every day. I have five. Scream, I yes. think is going to be shots, the shot. Shot, swallow, shots, shots, stumble, shots, sleep. Shots. <laughs> you guys are forgetting categories. We'll be playing that every single night. That That's actually my sounds trip. relaxing. I, I legitimately thought that you were going to be at, at the, the Magic Kingdom for six nights, and I was like, you've lost your damn mind. No, 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 no. You can only do that one day. I'm not one of these. Uh, Mila Kunis is there all the time, and Aaron Andrews is there every single day. I don't know what it is. We, we go for one day. That's now, it. Now, one last question before we move on to football. You lived with your family in Orange County less than a year ago, do you go back to your old house? Do you see your old neighborhood? Are you going to do any little trip question. back, back no, to the crib? No, there's time lane. for it. Yeah, I think it would make me a little nostalgic, too. It's, it's like seeing your old girlfriend. You run into her. Someone new is living there now. And Kyle doesn't want to bring good. Brooke there. No, I don't, because Brooke would be like, yeah, we're sorry, you quit, you're quitting the show. We're staying here now. Brooke, not a big fan of moving to New York. Was really liking Southern Orange County, so I don't think we want to do that. The restaurants were good. The playgrounds were good. Her friends are there. It's, it would be tempting, too tempting for her. You're so. missing my favorite part of this story, and what? it's that you're flying back to come to Ohio. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus, we didn't even get to that. So we had to change the trip because Good Morning Football is going to Canton, Ohio, which is right. an awesome opportunity which for us. Which you found out about three weeks ago. Yeah, and that trip was booked three months ago. <laughs> so I'm like, honey, here's the deal. I'm going to leave midweek to go to Canton for the show. So we had to move the whole trip. Long story short, I'm flying from California to Canton to do the show with you guys. Bring the categories. I'm in on that. I'll yeah, bring it. I like, and you think, oh, great. Well, you're almost home to New York. So after Canton, you just go home to New York. No. Uh-uh. After our show. Hey, by the on way, Saturday. there's more going on in that timeshare than in Canton, Ohio. Don't worry. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> St. Louis Obispo, greater than Canton. <laughs> yes. After we do our shows, I will fly back to California to travel back with the family, pick up the family, and then fly back to New How York. How many days on are you Sunday. back in LA for? Just one. I fly back Saturday. You're not even staying the night. See, one night. The, I get the, in at midnight and I leave back, on five. The back and forth. Not to not to retract. <laughs> the back and forth is why we want Father's Day to be a big day for oh, us. Oh, and it all comes doing stuff slow like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel you, bro. Okay. All I want you don't got to do that. In Ohio is an I'm hour flight from New York. Yeah, but it's five hours from LA, which is six hours from New York. Come back and pick hours. us up, KB. Right, and my Brooks like, I can't fly across the country with the two kids. That can you please help me? And I'm like, Yes, honey, I'll be there for you. But like, couldn't we just pay someone? Can I? I'll pay fifty thousand dollars for someone to fly home with you, whatever it takes. Can we get a surrogate to? Yeah, uh, we'll get whoever, and Mary Poppins and Mrs. Doubtfire, whoever, then the super nanny, fifty grand for one super flight. Super nanny, that right. rich lady. Yes, exactly. She'll have them whipped into shape. That's us. That's what we're doing starting tomorrow. Now, Canton's going to be fun, though, right? It's, it's going to be great. I was just busting uh, yeah, yeah, of course. We're Maybe looking. Work. I'm very much looking forward to that. What's the food scene like, quickly? <laughs> I don't know about that. No? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. What is Ohio cuisine? Yeah, there's no steak and shake? Uh, there, oh, there's oh, no. Oh, I want that. Yeah. Yes. I don't think French laundry's in Canton. No, no it's French a French laundry. guy running an actual laundromat <laughs> and uh, serving sandwiches out of the back. I don't think there are French guys <laughs> in, in Canton. 
Uh, we were looking forward to training camp. We didn't, we're not doing a tour, apparently. We're not getting on a bus and doing the whole thing. But there's a lot of storylines going on. Not everybody's there yet. Rookies, vets sort of rolling in slowly. Um, let's hear the thing that we're most excited about. Like the one storyline that we're most excited about. I think that the, the Bucks are hot for me just because they're going to be on HBO. I do. I really do like the kick. You got me excited about the kicking competition yeah. with Aguayo and Folk, and I want to see like what what these guys all look like blended together. Also, sort of like the Giants offense too, and what that's going to look like. We're hearing a lot about this Evan Ingram, but even besides that, Odell and Brandon Marshall, what they're going to look like together. Uh, Sterling Shepard, like, is anybody going to get you know chirpy about not getting the ball a lot? How right. are they all going to be friends or foes? We'll figure that out. So I'm looking forward to those offenses. For me, it's. It's not the older guys because I know once I got to around year seven, eight, nine, the vets didn't do much in training camp, and we were protected. Whether we had the most amazing camp ever or we struggled, especially at the quarterback position, they don't say much about it because you never want the league to know that your starting mm-hmm. quarterback struggles. And if he's doing great, you know what? That's what he's supposed to do. But what I'm looking forward to is the rookies, the rookies that go against the grain of – having the practice tempo and not going too hard. The ones that say, you know what, I don't care about who I'm in front of, who I'm behind. I want to show out. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of guys that are in this first round, whether it's a Fournette, whether it's McCaffrey, um, what's the tight ends, they're going to show out in the sense that they want to make their mark. They want their noise to get out and travel outside of training camp. And somebody's going to catch our interest. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't know who it is. But every year, I remember seeing a guy, because that was me, and I, w- I would want to see who's, that, who's a rookie that's going to stand out. Because every vet player grabs a rookie and says, hey, Rook, don't try to show out. Come on, man, practice tempo. Don't be an MVP during tra- – forget all that. I want that guy that's going to show up I want you to out day. those guys. I feel like that's we do that character a lot, like the veteran who's – you know. but I feel like they, we don't, as fans or media, know who those guys are. I feel like those guys should be outed at some point. Not by you necessarily, yeah. but that is such a anti – competitor anti what we view gridiron greats to be like right. hey rookie calm down don't try to show off like it i happens. know i know the, the, the movie rudy i know that yeah. happens but like i can't put a face to that it happens a lot and if if i give it some thought i'll, I'll come up with a list next time we do a podcast of guys i i believe are like that and some of it is the non-competition factor they don't want to feel threatened and a, a lot of it is just the guys just don't want to give too much effort it's like you know what I don't want to go out here and try to fight with this guy with 100% of everything I got because this rook wants to show out. Mm-hmm. But me, I love it. I love it when vets get in their feelings about a rookie that literally doesn't care about them. Do you guys think Terrell Pryor and Josh Norman are going to go at it? Yeah. In training camp. That's what I'm probably most looking in, forward to. I think last year I remember. They did, yeah. He said he went to a uh, – Norman said that he went to a dark place covering Pryor last year. Really? And now they get to face each other in training camp. So that's legit. That's going to go down, I remember McVay right? telling me last year that Deshaun and Norman would go at it every day in training camp, like real com- competition. He's like, yeah. Norman, every player hates going up against him in practice. Yeah. I can't wait to see I that. Love it. It's such a spectacle, too. I, I used to go to the Cowboys training camp just purely as a fan. When I was in my mid-20s, it was an hour and a half drive from L.A., and we'd go to it. My friends and I would just go and hang over the fences and just watch. And I remember we got to see T.O., and he would go against Pac-Man, who was with the Cowboys at the time. Oh, yeah. And it's like there's 2,000 people there, and they're all watching them go one-on-one. And T.O. was just 
roasting him. Like, Pac-Man had nothing for him. Tio's so big, so And strong. every rep, people would go ballistic. Like, there was a whole show within a show going on that doesn't even translate to TV. So when I hear those two, and I think Josh Norman, this guy rolling around the ground with Cam Newton fighting him in Panthers camp, like, he'll go. Yeah, I, I think feel that's like that's, like, the show. best guess of, like, who's the reports out of camp. Oh, yeah. Chip Peniston, I know you're here for it. No, I'm, I'm, here for, I'm here for it all day. <laughs> I want to see fights. I want to see. I don't want to see fights. anybody get hurt, but I feel like a good fight during training camp is good for. Well, sometimes you need it. Yeah, you need it. You I need like it. to see teams that uh, have like new new beginnings or something new. So like the Rams are exciting. Like with McVay, I think that you know personally, obviously, I want to see how those guys make the leap. But then there's also this like feeling of all right, everyone has no idea what to make of the Jets, no idea what to make of the Browns. Good call. Like. The jet situation's in our backyard. It's almost like we're avoiding it. It's like a disgusting virus. Yeah, please don't look at that roadkill. Like, don't look at it. But, like, someone has to play quarterback. And if it's really, really bad, like, if they're 0-16, 1-15 bad, you better believe that's going to be a huge story in New York next year. Even the Texans, as good as their defense is and the weapons they have on offense, what are we making of the quarterback situation? That's what I like about training camp because unlike the NBA where you know there's going to be four teams, in the NFL it's so true. 32 fan bases right now think there's a chance. Yeah. And I and even the Jets fan, as much as they'll play the self-deprecating, oh, we're terrible, da, 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 yeah. you could sell them on, oh, Leonard Williams is pretty good, and Muhammad Wilkerson is really good, and Sheldon Richardson's yeah. really good, and there's a way we Jamal can be competitive. Adams. Yeah. And I know we try to do heavy lifting with the Pats, but Jamal Adams is like the first Jet that we've spoken about in a really yeah. long time That's last true. year. You're right. right. Yeah, I remember you brought him up as your talk, guy to break out. We don't talk about them. The Pats. They That's got mine, so many too. weapons. Like I, I get it. We do heavy lifting and say, what, what can we pick and choose? But how does all these pieces fit, and how do they work seamlessly? Like they did it last We're year. We're not going to get to see any of they that. Did though, it unfortunately. without training camps. Not like, going to teach us anything. You're about adding that. in Gronk to these down. weapons. They got Cooks and Edelman and Amendola still there. Yeah, yeah. They brought in uh, Baby Hawk. Hawkins. Like they got weapons on. Hogan. They have they have great players. You even forget Hogan. are on the team. Like what? you don't even. Oh yeah, that guy's and in. And they there. brought back Hogan. Garoppolo, Hightower, and Butler. So that's what's interesting. Like like with with Hightower, who's actually like a little bit banged up, I guess right now. Like it's going to be. Do they tag? Do they tag Garoppolo? Is that what the plan is? That's why I said all along. I said they were going to do really. That. Yeah. Because they see that he's like a star. Because they could tag, they could tag him, him, which would be crazy. They interesting. have the money. They can do it. Or they could tag Butler. Yep. Or like there's they ha- one of them is getting tagged. It's which ones we have to yeah. see that play out. Both of them sort of playing to They're see so where talented. they go next year. They let one guy walk that was really good last year for them, and Legarrette Blunt. So yeah. I mean, everyone else is back, and they got better. So. And they got Gillisley, and yeah. it's like they Gillisley. and Burkhart. They could have traded Ked, and White, White, who was great in the Super Bowl. It's a, like Chris Hogan, 180 yards against the Steelers in the playoffs, and you're like, oh yeah, Hogan's on the yeah. team. He's really oh, yeah. good because there's Deion so Lewis. many people. Remember I he got like, hurt. Deion was amazing. I'm I so care about, excited. I care about the I think Butler will be really interesting because if you're Butler, Nate, like how do you feel with about them? Letting you go talk to the Saints, the Saints don't sign you for whatever yeah. reason. So you, you pretty much know what your market value is at some point, right? Who is going to pay you what? And then you come back, but they have signed Stephon Gilmore. You feel in like the meantime, <laughs> and they paid him money that yeah. like, the Patriots could've don't pay. Gone people. to them, could've yeah, could have went to Butler. You feel like you're, you got screwed over, like one hundred percent. And I don't want to be too brash, but you feel like it's a big fu to a team that you went out there and gave your heart to. You were like a shutdown corner. There's two-time Super Bowl champion. He <laughs> shut down number one wide receivers that we absolutely adore. Right. But what could be the biggest F you back to not only a team that didn't pay you or even just the league in general mm-hmm. where they're looking at this guy saying you're underpaid is you go out and have an amazing year. And then all of a sudden you're the highest. If he plays like he's been playing and leaves the season healthy, he will be the highest paid cornerback in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So that's a big F you back to anybody who thought he wasn't a top tier cornerback. I love – look, 
we talk Patriots all the time because we have to, because we should, because they're the best team by far. I'm very excited about this season because I know one way or another there's going to be something very special in the sense that like, if they do get to 10-0, it's going to be all that undefeated talk. They could easily lose the opener on Thursday night to Kansas City, and then it's shock and awe. The Patriots lost. But I just know going into the season, as loaded as they are, as much as we're going to be talking about them, it's reminding me of the 90s Bulls. It's reminding me when Jordan went away to baseball, came back for half a season, they lost the Orlando Magic and screw you. Yeah, it was but then it was like, okay, Rodman's here, Pippen's here, Harper's here. This season is going to be insane. It was the 72-10 and and season. I feel like this is that season for the Patriots, that 72-10 and 10 Bulls season. You know what's so crazy is the preseason for them is going to be so vanilla. Like It's going to be so plain. It was last year. Yeah, yeah. and that's, it's going to be that way again. You're not going to see the superstars. You're not going to see the intricacies within their playbook. They're going to keep it so simple. And then that week one is going to come around mm-hmm. and Boom. But you said Take in off. the show yeah. today that it would be not disappointing if they didn't make it back to the Super Bowl, which is yeah, it, it would it, it would be more surprising than disappointing. I'm not disappointed. I feel like because maybe because I never won a Super Bowl, I feel like anybody that wins that Super Bowl, you get that luxury of having an off year. And for them, an off year is most likely winning the AFC Championship game and losing in the Super Bowl or getting that close and losing. So they're not going to have a bust of a season. We all know you can bet your house that they'll be in the playoffs. I think anything short of Super Bowl for the Patriots and their fan base will be a major disappointment. Major. There's no. I don't feel like they're going anywhere. I don't think the fan base is like going to be mad. No, but like the Cavs fan. It's it's a disappointment. The Cavs fan is like, okay, we won ours. That was the first time in 54 years. But like the Patriots fan is a different breed. Like we win every AFC East, 10 out of 11 years. We win seven in a row. We've been to the AFC Championship. I can see that. Entitled, but they have five. So. You know, it, yeah. I feel like yeah, that little this, brat with the sign at the parades. Yes, you know? exactly. That kid who's older. <laughs> Nate, to me, it's like that kid. If any other team is representing the conference in Super Bowl, whether it be the Broncos, the Steelers, the Raiders, I, that's a huge upset. If they lose a game, yes. if they lose three the games, sport. isn't that yeah. disappointing? Yeah, if they, they don't have home field throughout. Massive. If they go thirteen three, I'm disappointed. Kid. Yeah, I want to see expectations. I agree. I want to see something historic, but warranted expectations and I don't think that they're I don't think we have too too high of expectations for the Patriots this year I just don't because never in history has a winning Super Bowl team improved be more this loaded ever they've never improved more since the game they're way better than they were the team that beat the the Falcons way they're better. good enough to be to go undefeated USA Today did their they, – they, it's almost a gimmick. I think NFL Network does it too, and NFL.com certainly will, is where they go through and they simulate the whole season. They do it. And, of course, and it's like we roll our eyes, they had the Patriots going 19-0 and winning a Super Bowl. And it's like, if that's just – But is that a hot take? I don't know. Can you argue that, against that? that? that no. I kind of want them to lose the opener now because that would be so shocking if they came out 0-1 in Kansas City and Alex Smith beat them in that opener on Thursday night. Remember last if year – If you want to watch the world burn, I want them to lose the We Chiefs. made that bet last year, you and me, where Seahawks – at New England on a Sunday night, and I took Seahawks. And, and I thought it was crazy. And I almost did that because of the shock value of it, and I'm like, I actually think Seahawks can win. They did. That's great. But that's what I feel like with the Chiefs now. It's like, just take them. Why not? Mm-hmm. Chiefs are going to beat them in New England. Why not? Because week one games are weird. Teams yeah. come out. They're a little green. They're not totally ready. And weird things happen in week one. What if they go undefeated and they get to the Super Bowl <laughs> once again? again to Eli. <laughs> they lose to Eli. That's what I, my yeah. dream matchup. We talked last week. I would have so up. much anxiety going into that game and watching it as a fan. <laughs> Kyle and I talked about it though. If you're Brady, you don't want to face them because they, they have your number. But if you're Brady, you want to face them because it's like, the last it's like your unfinished business with the team. It's yeah, the only thing right. in, in his. And in, in, honestly, I can't. The man's life that like isn't perfect. Like 50 years from now, when he's an old man, they'd be like, "Yeah, but Eli got you twice, Brady. You're the greatest ever. You couldn't get Eli." I feel like he has a score to settle with Eli, and it's the only thing in his life that's <laughs> I did, unchecked. I did this thing yesterday. He's winning in every other category. Everything. I was at the Giants practice facility yesterday. How was that? 
I saw a crush of yours, Landon Collins. I saw it on the gram. So what, hey, what happened? So I was at the Giants practice really? facility. Landon Collins and a, a superstar from t- t- Tottenham Hotspur, uh, f- footballer, named Harry Kane. Harry Kane okay. is a Patriot fan. I researched this and found out. And, you know, we're sitting, we're doing, I'm doing like a little interview with the two of them. And I say, like, Harry Kane, you're a Patriot fan. And, and you know, Landon Collins standing there. He's like, look at these banners. And it's just these two huge banners of, like, you know, the supremacy. And it's like, it's like this, like you guys were saying, this thing that they have. Have on the best team. Yeah, and not only on the best team, the best team who was 18 and 0, yeah, the best like, team in their just best season. Point to those banners, Giants, and they have that and they it's hang crazy. on to it, and it's awesome. They had Randy and Wes and all those guys, and they beat them. They're so good. I, Don't I tell me the Giants can't win the Super Bowl. Of course they can. I think they're the best team in the NFC. Yeah. I think they have I, the coach to do it. Though. What? Can McAdoo, can McAdoo outcoach Belichick in a big game? Wait, no, Coughlin was one thing. Wait, 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 what? They're I think the they're the best team in the NFC? I do, yeah. They're the favorites in the NFC to you? No. That's what you're saying? Yes. Absolutely. Over the Cowboys and the Falcons. Definitely the Cowboys Cowboys and the the Falcons. Falcons And the Packers. Yes. You didn't see Seattle? Giants beat the Cowboys twice last year. The Giants were better this year. Mm. Yes. And the Falcons, we got some unanswered questions about them. We'll see. Defense, too. They get off the mat. They have the incredible defense. They added Engram. They added Marshall. They're loaded. I love the Giants. I think the best team in the NFC. Good pass rush, too. Yes, I mean they got everything. They're, 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 the running back thing is the only thing we don't know. They don't have like a household thousand yard running back. And running back usually figures itself. I take Seattle over the Giants right now. Last time they won the Super Bowl in 2011, they had the worst running game in the league. That's right, and they still won it. I think I, you, you like Seattle. Yeah, just uh, they have a better running game. That's the one thing that worries me about the what, Giants. Nate Eddie Lacy. Seattle, did you know that? I do. I, I know. I, mean, I said Eddie Lacy is going to have Tom a Ross. Year. True. Yeah. Tom Ross. Yeah. We'll see, though. That's what I Ooh, like about this I love season, that, that we haven't even like seen training camp that we're talking about. <laughs> I know, Bowl, right? The Pats are going to be undefeated. Wow, we can just I, took a... Can, yeah. can I tell you my... my I, was, I mentioned it on the show today, but I last night put on NFL Network and left it on in the background and found myself two hours into of just watching guys being hit by pads. That's what mm. the NFL Network is right now. It's just but live it's great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You're it a sick just, pup. You said it a long time a ago. Sick pup, you're a sick pup. I, for football, some reason, bro. it's intoxicating. And, and if you're listening to the podcast, I'm telling you, it's the best wallpaper you could possibly have. On the treadmill, whatever you're doing, just put on just practice footage. Before yeah. I forget, we need to find practice footage that's going to go on similar to what you talked about when you were in your mid-20s and went to go see the Cowboys. Yeah. You saw a T.O. up against Pac-Man. We need to get that footage because there's nothing more golden than one-on-ones during training camp. I mean, it is the best stuff effort there is nothing on the field because there's nothing more competitive even when you got office alignment going as defense alignment they get into it a a few little push to shove wide out corner talking about the cornerback one-on-one during because that's the the like rubber meets the road who's gonna win biggest talkers this is how the starters are chosen by the teams right and if we can get our hands on some of that which is hard to do it will be not just for us the most entertaining but it will be some of the best football they've seen in between the games during the month of August, you will Join never see anything more competitive yeah. than that. It's like Janoris Jenkins versus Odell. It like is, in so, practice it is and they go. so good. So good. It's like you don't get to see it. It'd be like Max Scherzer okay, pitching against Bryce ever. Harper. Like you never get to see that. It's because cool, they're teammates. It's the best thing ever. And they get after it. You think the chirping between Josh Norman yeah. and Dez is good? No, no. In between those lines, in the organization, player to player on the same team, one-on-ones at training camp, there's nothing more competitive. All right, we will see you guys uh, every morning during training camp. We will be in Canton, Ohio next week. I don't know if we're going we'll to do a pod before we leave, I guess, right? Probably. You won't be here, Kyle. No, I'll be in so St. Louis Obispo we, in the common room. We're just talking about hot dogs and potato chips yes. every day for lunch. Every <laughs> single day. Animal crackers. Yeah, Doesn't with a little bit bad. of Tito's. Doesn't no. sound bad. Nah, it'll be all right. It'll can be you right. bring in some turkey sandwiches? Yeah, we can bring in some Tito's. Shot, swallow, stumble, sleep. Remember that. <laughs> right. All right, we'll You'll see you guys uh, bright and early in the morning on Good Morning Football. Bye.